This is your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Come with us and share your experience, ideas, and suggestions for all the listeners to improve their English while talking about any topic of your preference, whenever it is in English. This podcast is coming to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Tellez Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much. Hello, friends. And in the section, the topic of the week, I'm going to uh, dig a little bit deeper, maybe, uh, on the topic that we've covered in the different video conference or video calls that we are holding as a part of our strategy of improving our English. This, uh, I recommend you, I strongly recommend you to find a group, to join a group, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Instagram, uh, I, um, and then participate to jo join in these kinds of meetings where a moderator sends an invitation, you confirm your participation, and then discuss the previously approved topic for that meeting. In this meeting that I'm going to summarize or going to go a little bit deeper, uh, the topic was the ripple effect yes it was a very interesting meeting because uh for some of the attendees was the first time they heard about this term but it's very it's very widely known in some even even in some science fields so the ripple effect occurs when an initial disturbance to a system propagates outward to disturb an increasingly larger portion of the system, like ripples expanding across the water when an object is dropped into it. Have you ever seen this when you drop a small object, a small stone maybe, on the water, it forms or uh, a, a shape of waves that are going forward from the center outward. So this is the ripple effect, the 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 impact and the the result that the that the center that the initial wave has in a consecutive event, maybe something like this. In sociology, the ripple effect can be observed in how social interactions can affect situations not directly related to the initial interaction. And in charity activities where information can be disseminated and passed from community to community to broaden its impact. The ripple effect is often used colloquially to mean a multiplier in macroeconomics, for example, an individual's reduction in spending reduces the incomes of others and their ability to spend. Completely, it completely makes sense to me. Here we got an example, and then I'm going to, to I'm going on an article that recognizes a ripple effect in recent 
months. The example, the initial, the initial example is from several years ago. The Weinstein effect and the rise of the Me Too movement. So this is a very um, interesting movement to, to do a little research, Me Too movement. In October 2016, no, in October 2017, according to the New York Times and the New Yorker, dozens of women have accused American film producer Harvey Weinstein, former founder of Miramax Films and the Weinstein Company, of rape, sexual assault, and sexual abuse for over a period of three decades. Can you believe it? Shortly after over 80 accusations, Harvey was dismissed from his own company, expelled from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and other professional associations, and even retired from public view. The allegations against him result in the Weinstein effect, a global trend involving a serial number of sexual misconduct allegations towards other famous men in Hollywood, such as Louis C. Cade and Kevin Spacey. The effect led to the formation of the controversial Me Too movement, where people share the experiences of sexual harassment or assault. Yes, and now I'm going into a, a real life, also a real life example of um, the ripple effect. And it happens, as you may know, if you saw the news the last year, 2020, as besides the pandemic, where other issues related to several cities, such as uh, the lockdowns, the riots, the curfews, and some other restrictions that were imposed by local authorities. And then it came the violence or the uh, police abuse, police abuse, uh, um, abuse in, in exerting the force the public force and uh, the origin of the force of a movement called Black Lives Matter. So the headline of this article in the Economic Times is how Black Lives Matter is changing America. It has five short fragments that I'm going to comment right now. Ripple effect. In a report by AFP, massive protests against racism sparked by the police killing of George Floyd are having a ripple effect across American society, with multiple sectors facing a reckoning over their treatment of minorities. Second fragment, level playing field. Basketball star LeBron James was one of the first to condemn Floyd's death at the hands of a white Minneapolis police officer on May 25th. He later announced that he planned to found a charitable organization that aims to help black Americans vote in the presidential election on November the 3rd. Fellow NBA legend Michael Jordan said that he would donate $100 million to groups fighting for racial equity and social justice. Impressive, my friends. 
impressive. This is a ripple effect. What, what the theory says about about what it, how it happens. Uh, fragment number three, three out of five. Questions and resignations. The demonstrations led to questions, debates, and resignations in numerous editorial offices, which are largely white. After online fury and intense criticism from many New York Times staffers, the paper's editorial page had quit after publishing an op-ed by a U.S. senator who urged military force against protesters nationwide. The Philadelphia Inquirer's editor-in-chief stepped down after the paper published the headline Building Matters to seemingly equating vandalism with police killings of African Americans. Yeah, can you believe it? It's completely improper editorial from that paper. Fragment number four, four out of five. Change in movies. Major streaming platforms like Amazon and Netflix have highlighted works of black artists on their homepage. New platform HBO Max removed Gone with the Wind, can you believe it? A 1939 multiple Oscar-winning film considered full of racial prejudice from its back catalog of all movies. It will return soon with an explainer about the film's complicated legacy. Director Ava DuVernay, known for her anti-racist films, was elected to the Academy Awards Board of Governors, bringing the number of people of color in the board to 12 out of 54. Yes, my friends, this uh, we are witnessing, or we were witnessing with this with these, these events, uh, a ripple effect. Fragment number five, five out of five, not just a school debate. Despite being closed for weeks because of the coronavirus pandemic, many schools and universities have been caught up in the debate. Former students of the elite New York Girls School, Billy, have been sharing their experiences of discrimination on the Instagram account Black at Berlin and in universities at June 10th, strike under the hashtag Shutdown Academia was widely followed, notably at MIT and Harvard. As you can see, my friends, the ripple effect is more, much more than just simply a theory. It can be happening right now and it can be activated by you, by your friend, by your neighbor but any person or any event in any part of the world. This has been the section, the topic of the week in your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Remember that you can come with us, share your experiences in, and, of course, improve our English. Together we can grow, together we can become confident and fluent. Thank you very much.
Hello friends, it's time for history. In our section today in history, I was reviewing a lot of events that took place a day, a day like today, January the 7th, and um, I concluded that the most relevant event for me, uh, from my point of view, was to talk about the first US presidential election. Yes, Congress set January 7, 1889 as the date by which states are required to choose electors for the country's first ever presidential election. A month later, on February the 4th, George Washington was elected president by state electors and sworn into office on April the 30th, 1889. As it did in 1889, the United States still uses the Electoral College system established by the U.S. Constitution, which today gives all American citizens over the age of 18 the right to vote for electors, who in turn vote for the president. The president and vice president are, are the only elected federal officials chosen by the Electoral College instead of by direct popular vote. Today, political parties usually nominate their slate of electors at their state conventions or by a vote of the party's central state committee, with party loyalists often being picked for the job. Members of the U.S. Congress, though, can't be electors. Each state is allowed to choose as many electors as it has senators and representatives in Congress. During a presidential election year, on election day, the electors from the party that gets the most popular votes are elected in a winner-take-it-all system, with the exception of Maine and Nebraska, which allocate electors proportionally. In order to win the presidency, a candidate needs a majority of 270 electoral votes out of possible 538. On the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December of a presidential election year, each state's electors meet, usually in the state capital, and simultaneously cast their ballots nationwide. This is largely ceremonial, because electors nearly always vote with their party Presidential elections are essentially decided on election day. Although electors aren't constitutionally mandated to vote for the winner of the popular vote in the state, it is demanded by tradition and required by law in 26 states and the District of Columbia in some states violating this rule is punishable by a thousand dollars fine. Historically, over 90, 90% 99% of all electors have cast their ballots in line with the voters. On January the 6th, as a formality, the electoral votes are counted before Congress, and on January 20th, the Commander-in-Chief is sworn into office, as, as it is going to happen this next January the 20th with uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Critics on the Electoral College argue that the winner-take-it-all system makes it possible for a candidate to be elected president if he gets fewer popular votes 
than his opponent. This happened, in fact, in the elections of 1824, 1876, 1888, 2016. And issues important to voters in smaller states will be ignored. Yes, this is what it happens with the electoral college, and um, the winner takes it all system in the United States. This has been the section today in history in your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by. English learners. Thank you very much. Hello, friends. And in the section, the quote of the day, we got a quote which author is Norman Cousins. Yes, Norman Cousins, and is as follows. Death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside us while we live. Yes, this is the quote by Norman Cousins. To say a little bit more about Norman Cousins, let's say that uh, he was born on June the 24th, 1915, and died on November the 30th, 1990. He was an American political journalist, author, professor, and world peace advocate. Cousins was born in West Hoboken, New Jersey, which later became Union City. At age 11, he was misdiagnosed with tuberculosis and placed in a sanatorium. Despite this, he was an athletic youth and he claimed that as a young boy he set out to discover exuberance. He joined the staff of the New York Evening Post, now the New York Post, in 1934, and in 1935 was hired by Current History as a book critic. He later ascended to the position of managing editor. He also befriended the staff of the Saturday Review of Literature, later renamed Saturday Review, which had its offices in the same building, and by 1940 joined the staff of that publication as well. He was named Editor-in-Chief in 1942, a position he would hold until 1972. Under his direction, circulation of the publication increased from 20,000 to 6 150,000, can you believe it, my friends? This is a very remarkable achievement. So this has been the quote of the day in your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Thank you very much.
thanks for listening to your new English 21 podcast, a podcast made for English learners by English learners. Remember that you can talk about any topic of your preference whenever it is in English. This podcast came to you from San Jose, Costa Rica, Central America, with your host, Vidal Tellez Narvaez, the English Connector. Come, share, and improve. Thank you very much.